0: Well, good morning. Welcome to Brown Corners Church, and we're glad you're here worshiping with us. And uh, we have an exciting morning, um, and we're just glad to be able to share it with you. And we're going to be able to um, to worship together. We're going to uh, look into God's Word. And uh, my wife and I are, are privileged to be able to share a little bit of our, our journey and what God has been doing in our hearts and lives over the last couple of months. But be, before we get started with that, um, I want to just make a couple of announcements. Uh, you've been hearing about uh, the IF gathering coming up March 4th and 5th, uh, ladies. If you're interested in getting signed up for that, there's still room. Uh, make sure you check in at the Welcome Center out there, and they can get you some of the details on how to get signed up for that. Um, since we can't use uh, the the phrase Super Bowl, we've got a, a name for our party that's not necessarily catchy in any way, but um, it, it is... It is a name, and it's the uh, Super Chili Bowl Party Extravaganza event, uh, February 13th, same evening, of course, as the Super Bowl, be at 6.30, and we are going to have a a chili cook-off, so begin kind of brushing up on some of your recipes, and uh, we want to make sure that you uh, uh, get uh, get involved in that. If you're interested in in making some chili, we're going to have some more information on how to get signed up and everything here in the days ahead. And then, moms, we want to remind you that Tuesday at 10 a.m. is the Connect for Moms event. And uh, we want to make sure that you're able to make that if you can and be encouraged by that time. And if you are not subscribed to the BCC Weekly, the the uh, weekly e-newsletter that Hunter mails out, I, I would encourage you strongly to do that. Hunter does a fantastic job, brings in a lot of humor and uh, a lot of insightful information, some encouraging words. Uh, just... A, a mixture of stuff, and if you want to keep up to speed on what's going on and coming events, that is the best place to do it. So I want to encourage you if you haven't gotten signed up for that, contact the office. We can get your email on the on the list. And then, last but not least, um, we, and we are gonna kind of mix it up today. We're actually gonna um, uh, Elise and I are gonna share here at the front end of the service, and then we're gonna finish with singing just to kind of uh, kind of mix things up a little bit. But before uh, I invite her up, I want to. Um, invite somebody else up, Rob and Christina, I'd like you guys to come on up, we're going to embarrass you here. Um, Rob Rob has been with us now as our uh, facilities manager for almost eight years, and he has taken another position here locally, and uh, we are losing someone who has just poured his uh, blood, sweat, and tears, both he and Christina, their whole family, I mean a lot of times if you've ever driven by on Saturday night, their whole family will be here uh, getting things ready here for Sunday morning. Uh, many of you have uh, have um, had Rob on speed dial for, uh, you know, hey, like, are you able to be at the church, open things up? And, and uh, as you know, Rob has a real servant's heart, and he and his family have, have been blessing us and caring for us now for a number of years. And so we just want to pray for them as he moves on to this new stage and this new phase, and just um, say thank you for what they've done and what they've poured into our church. So would you just say thanks to them by a round of applause and just show your appreciation? So I'd like to pray for you guys and to pray for our worship time this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Rob and Christina. We thank you for their uh, faithful service and their hard work and their uh, their passion to care for uh, the facilities. And people here through their, their acts of service. We ask that you would bless them as they turn to this new stage of ministry and, and life, and ask that you would go before them. We, we thank you, God, for your uh, goodness and kindness, and, and uh, just ask for your blessing to be upon their life. Father, as we come together here and we worship you this morning, we cannot give you enough thanks for all that you have done, all that you have um, worked in our life. We thank you, God, for your faithfulness, that you never give up on us, that you don't quit on us. We thank you, God, for your steadfast love and your mercies that are new each and every morning. You truly are good to us, God. We thank you that we can come before you as a God who is mighty and powerful and able to work in even the the darkest of circumstances and trials. And, Lord, I pray this morning for my brothers and sisters out here who are walking through some of those trials who've lost loved ones lately, who are hurting. And, Lord, we ask that you would draw them near to yourself. As we come together and and as Elisa and I get a chance to share, I I ask that you would um, speak to all of our hearts and pray that maybe our story and some of what we've been walking through could encourage or challenge or help uh, my brothers and sisters here in some way. And I ask, God, that as we sing songs of praise and worship to your name, that you would be honored This is my wife's absolute favorite thing in the world to be on stage and to be in front of a bunch of people <laughs> but I'm, I'm proud of her for doing it this morning um, so what we want to just do this morning um, we, it's kind of just an informal chance for us to share and we've made it as informal as possible got my coffee and got comfy chairs here um, but we just want to share a little bit about what God has been doing in, in our hearts um, I think testimony is such such an important thing and I, I we've been talking to the pastors a little bit about ways that we can incorporate uh, your stories and and other testimonies and what we're doing here at Brown corners because I, I think it's so encouraging to hear what God's doing in the hearts and lives of others and sometimes it helps us realize like hey man I'm not alone I, there are other people who have walked through these things and we want to just share a little bit about where we've um, where we've come from and what God has been doing in our hearts over the last couple of months. Um, a- as you know, back in September, uh, end of August, early September, we um, we came to the elders and just shared that we were really, for lack of a better phrase, just really feeling burnt out. Um, we were feeling it just in a place where uh, we were out of gas, um, we were um, at odds, I think, a lot in our, in our marriage, and we felt like we were at each other's throat a lot, um, we just... There were a lot of combination of factors that really brought us to, to where we were. We we shared a few of them uh, when, um, when we stepped away for the sabbatical and we sent the email out. Uh, we kind of detailed some of them, but just some of what was going on in our our lives. I think I think that um, over the, the past couple of years we've had some heavy f- uh, family, extended family things. Elise is going to share touch on that in a little bit, but. Um, walking with relatives through divorce, um, sexual abuse, some, some serious heavy heavy things, and um, we didn't realize how much it was weighing on us and weighing on our hearts. We were just sort of kind of pushing it aside, pushing it aside to keep plowing along and keep, uh, keep writing sermons, keep ministering, and, and I think through— through the pandemic, you know, we, we all recognize the added stress in our lives. I think that was a that was a huge layer. Um, uh, working through some uh, some of our own family issues, saying goodbye to uh, college students leaving, um, working through um, some some parenting issues, um, poor communication as a couple, um, Elisa's physical pain, um, just not being not working together as a team. I'll say a little bit more about that um, in, in a few minutes. But I think there was a lot that played into it. And, uh, and we came to the elders and we just said, um, we're weary and, and we don't really know what to do here. And, and they were so good and so kind um, to suggest uh, a sabbatical. And we were really blessed to be able to just take a step away. Is there anything that you want to add to the what led to the burnout before we go into to the next phase? That's good. All right, um, and so uh, the uh, our, our elder team and, and our church family here just graciously made it possible for us to go spend two weeks uh, just outside of um, Denver in a city called Parker, Colorado, uh, with a ministry called Quiet Waters. And there we had a we had a counselor that we met with in the mornings, and uh, it was a really intensive and exhausting time. I don't know if if you've ever walked through counseling. But we would spend uh, three, three and a half hours in counseling, and so just about every day after lunch, we were ready for a nap. It was just exhausting as we were kind of working through ha- some blessing. heavy emotional things. What's that? But a blessing. Yeah, a very much a blessing. And um, it, what a what a great ministry! Uh, this this ministry, Quiet Waters, is uh, dedicated to to serving um, pastors and leaders, um, church leaders, and. And it's not just uh, couples who are feeling burnout, but they, they have a lot of different ministries to try to help encourage encourage pastors and their families. And so uh, for those two weeks, um, it was uh, just a tremendous encouragement to our hearts as we had time to, to meet with our counselor in the morning and then process in the afternoon, enjoy God's creation and beauty, taking a couple of trips out in the mountains and just, just finding some rest. Um, and what, a, I mean, it was... I know I said this when we came back, but what a what a blessing to know that um, I mean the church was in such good hands with our other pastors, our elders, and just hearing stories of many people rising up, using gifts that they didn't even know they had. I mean, it was story after another um, of just God at work, and it was great knowing that we could we could step away and have that time of rest and uh, and trust God with it.
1: Good morning. It's really nice to see all of you. I've missed you. And we thank God for you. Some other things that um, we, I, I would say, reinstituted um, were regular times of prayer together as a couple. Um, we were doing that individually, but not like having a set time where we would do that together. So now, most Friday mornings, um, we're doing that checking in with one another. Um, Our counselor, Christine, was amazing. um, She taught us a little bit about individual growth plans and couples growth plans, and I'm 44 years old and never had done that before, (laughs) so that was kind of neat. Jeremiah tried to do a lot of work on his dissertation, so um, the mornings, we, we were trying to be extra scheduled about this so that the time just didn't fly you know, when you wake up one morning and where did the last four months go? Um, So every morning he tried to do about three hours of either reading or research for his dissertation, um, his paper he's been working on finishing. And Lord willing, that'll be around the time that Jaden is graduating this year also from Clare High School. Um, We discussed our family household responsibilities, like how we could better um, divvy those up and have it be less stressful one person or another um thank you jenny for your suggestions uh we helped plan um some more family days i think earlier in our marriage when we just had two kids before we doubled it to four kids we were better at that um just creating some fun activities to do together and have there not be um i don't know just too de-stress and just to have some fun um We definitely had, and thank you so, so, so much for being so gracious to us and giving us this time and um, being so kind about it, um, to really reconnect with each of our kids on a regular basis, too, like um, take one out, I mean, Jayden, you really like TJ Maxx, so take him and walk around the store or to a coffee shop or, um, I don't know, just anything to just connect with them on an individual basis, too. which we all I mean you don't have to be on a hundred percent sabbatical from your work but I think it's important for all of us to do um, check-ins with them as well we enjoyed a lot of rest so um, thank you for that as well Um, we basically just took a bunch of giant steps backwards in um, either felt or real expectations that we've had and carried for so long and um, because we love you, like sometimes we think we can do more than really is um, feasible or that, you know, we can fit on our plate. Um, so I'm still learning that to um, live within the boundaries that God's given me as a person and not overstep that or run ahead of Him without stopping and praying about it or asking the Holy Spirit, is that really for me? Um, for times of worship, maybe you were curious about that. Like, did we just, like, sit home every Sunday and have cocoa and marshmallows? Or, um, But no, we did go to um, our friend's house church, Mike and Pam, who are wonderful mentors of ours. Um, they live down in the Detroit area in Commerce. We traveled down there, and, um, of course, when we were in Colorado, we went to a church that the host couples recommended there and that was really interesting because it just so happened that pastor's message was on rest <laughs> so that was funny to us that we're visiting out of state and that's what he's speaking on um, for some of the other weeks we were able to enjoy uh, herb and hunter um, we did do a couple of those online in the living room with the kids and watch and learn and grow and just really think it's for for all six of us it's been a growing time and a, um, us as a couple a pruning time getting stuff out of there that shouldn't be there and um, learning to re-engage the habits maybe we had when we were younger or um, bolder or braver in our faith and um, I don't know I just I'm so thankful that you guys have been kind and gracious in helping us grow up with you in Christ We
0: had question time. I, w- I would just also add too that um, I, I, we, tried to, we tried to communicate with the elders and we, uh, we tried to send a little bit of communication at least during sabbatical. Well, just to clear up, uh, I know we had a few people um, we, we had mentioned to us that they thought we were in Colorado the entire time or the majority of that time. We, we just spent two weeks in Colorado. We were here in Clare for the rest of the time here locally, and um, we, uh, we, we just, we enjoyed that time. But just so, I just wanted to clarify that we were only there for two weeks and not for three or four months, <laughs> leaving our kids behind for that long. Um, we wanted to share a little bit more, so that's, that's a little bit of what was was going on, but we want to share a little bit more personally about what God's been teaching our hearts, and I think on this section, you're going to go first.
1: Okay. Um, I feel like if I was to try to tell you all of the things the past four months that the Lord has brought me through, we'd be here for a long time. Uh, I would need to sit with you maybe for at least three weeks and then maybe longer. We could find... Uh, little eclectic coffee shop and sit across from one another and um, talk until they closed it or um, maybe we could wait until the first spring blossoms appear and take a walk down the rail trail until our legs couldn't go any further. Um, we could even continue our conversation late into summer and even then I don't think I could get to the end of expressing God's goodness to us. His grace with us, um, his healing power for a lot of hurts and a lot of wounds. Um, He's just amazing. He's so good and so patient when I am not. He is so strong and so mighty when I am weak. He's so understanding when I am stubborn. He is so wise when I have none of the answers. Is so caring and truly does bind up the wounds of the brokenhearted. So, in light of God's goodness, I'd like to start with a little confession time. Um, maybe we're not used to that in our normal worship times, but uh, I'll use I'll start with a word picture from this study that um, we just finished with Jen Wilkin. When Noah had been on the ark with his family, and he's coming out for the first time out of that dark boat and into the blinding light of a new day, a new world, a new beginning, the first thing he does is choose to worship. And what's interesting in that act of worship, um, it's described as a sin offering. So I'm only mentioning this to say, okay, it's not like we went through this and then okay, we've got it all together, and we're never, ever going to mess up again. Like, no, no one knew the sin in his heart is there, and while we're on this earth, we're always going to have that as a battle. Um, But we can pray for one another, and we can ask for victory in it, and hopefully the longer that we're walking with the Lord, um, we have less and less of those times where we get um, hung up. I have been a slave to anger many, many times. So these are my stones that I'm setting up just to, as a visual. This is something very heavy that I've carried and maybe many of you don't know about me. Um, I feel like I can be patient with just about anybody and then lose it inside the walls of my own home. So. I'm laying that down and asking for victory in that area. I am confessing my perfectionism, always wanting to do things just right, just so, um, over and above, um, whether real or expected things that um, I put on myself or I think others are expecting of me. So I'm confessing, confessing my perfectionism and oftentimes my unforgiveness when have trouble um, letting go so again I'm not saying I've arrived but these are some things that God has taken me through that we are, we are doing better in and that I just wanted you to pray for us with these outbursts could have been rooted in many hardships of my past unresolved childhood grief um, the rigors of parenting our child And thankfully, right now, he's at a retreat, or I wouldn't even mention it, um, with reactive attachment disorder. If you've never heard of that, you could Google it later if you're interested. It is very um, taxing, and you've got to get up each morning and ask God for the strength to get up and, and face it again and do it again and give grace again and try to understand where they're at and meet them where they're at. So I just... I, I truly don't want any of you to think that um, a lot of our stressors were only from, oh, church life or ministry life or um, because of things that have happened here. Um, a lot of it honestly is this, this parenting struggle of not knowing what to do and things not working that would work with our other kids. So, um, yeah, please pray for wisdom for us in that. There's also um, the chronic pain area. I do have um, four bulging discs that I don't like to talk about. Um, many of the recent funerals, our brothers, divorce. Um, just wanting to love all of you well. I always wish for more hours in a day that I could stop by or talk to you or take you out to lunch or um, check on your kids or your family. And um, no matter what, I, I need to realize like we are a family. and. I can call somebody else or I can delegate or Jeremiah can delegate and we are here for one another that it's not just um, the staff that is the family of God, it's all of us, right? Um, So no matter what, um, the root of the problem, Paul's writings in Ephesians spur us on as sons and daughters of God to live differently. Each of us is called to grow up out of infancy and into maturity working in a unified way, and building up one another in love. So it's for the sake of this amazing love that I even share these things with you. um, And also because I do believe he's the great healer, and I think sometimes there's a lot of unspokens um, that, I'm not saying you need to bare your whole soul to every single person you meet, but we need to be able to talk about things with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, We are created to need this community. We are created to need one another on this um, often beautiful and sometimes terrible journey. There's a book titled When Narcissism Comes to the Church. The author asserts that um, the healthiest systems live in radical honesty. He also explains the task of growth involves opening an invisible bag which can be both frightening and full of wonder. So in sharing what I've carried around so many years in my invisible bag, I am deciding to not let fear win. I am full of wonder that I am Abba's child, that I am forgiven and free, and I'm learning to replace the lies I've believed for so long from the enemy with the truth of scripture. I'm learning to stop more, press pause, and seek his perspective. Uh, This past September, when we were hurting so badly, we had to speak up that we needed help. We needed to relearn how to communicate well and in healthier ways. We were pursued and prayed over many times by a lot of you and by our mentors and dear friends, Mike and Pam. And let me tell you, these steps towards emotional health and healing are not easy, but it is so worth it. So please, if you're ever hesitating or feeling that hesitation or pull right now, just don't wait. Like today's the day to start moving forward. I am still a work in progress and I still find it difficult to deflect lies when they enter my mind, Uh, pointing to shame and not of freedom, pointing to unrealistic expectations that I set up for myself and not the rhythms of grace that I'd really like to live in, in abiding in God's love for me. I'm fighting the lies of unfounded guilt that comes with being a pastor's wife. For example, if I don't participate in every single area of ministry, or every be at every single event, that somehow I'm not measuring up. I'm learning to say no is actually okay. I'm fighting the lie that I'm responsible for everything that crosses my path. I've been guilty of running ahead, um, not asking for help, or even with good intentions doing things that aren't for me. Oftentimes, I did care more of other people's opinion of me than I do about who God says I am and knowing that he's the one that has all the facts. So I want to thank you, church family, uh, for your grace to us in our season of hurt. And um, we are feeling strengthened and we are feeling so encouraged by this time. We're so encouraged by your cards and your letters and those of you that dropped off meals when uh, our all of four of our boys had the first bout of the plague. Um, that was awesome. And I know Oma appreciated it also. We're so encouraged by your texts and phone calls, um, the verses, the time out of your busy schedules to pray with us. A certain someone who took my kids every single week to kids' clubs so that they could stay in their activities and plugged in here. Thank you for inviting them over. Thank you for giving us a date night. Um, Just thank you for showing us um, practical love, So we're not done fighting, and we're not done growing. um, But we're just asking you to pray for us, and we will as well for you in that same vein. And thank you, thank you, thank you to Dan, Steve, Hunter, um, Jeff, Karen, everybody that's working on the worship team in the women's ministry, everybody that just has stepped up when there were extra responsibilities on your shoulders. And I know that wasn't easy. So thank you.
0: Thanks, hon. Uh, just to share a couple things that God has been doing in my heart as well. A lot of them, a lot of there's a lot of overlap there um, from what she shared, but um, just wanting to, just as we go forward, we, one of our heartbeats is to go forward together and to do a better job of um, not only communication, but um, just walking together and serving together. A lot of times it's, I'm going to go off and work on my sermon and do my stuff in the church office, and we just didn't have that teamwork of walking together. And so that's one of our heartbeats, is to be able to serve more together and work together as we um, get a chance to walk with you. And um, some of these things are uh, have already touched on in the last couple of weeks and then I will again in two weeks here, but um, just just resting in, in the love of God. Um, just simply believing that Jesus loves us and it's not based on how much we do, how good we were today. Uh, his love is rooted in who he is. And especially, I mean, for, for pastors, that's a struggle because we, we can very easily slip into this. I didn't do this well enough. I didn't meet with this person. I didn't get this finished. I could have spent a little more time on this. And there, there's just, there's a, there's, the, the job is never done. And if, we, if, if we're not careful and we root and look at God's love for us based on how well we're doing or how much we do, that is a, that is a, a fickle measuring rod that can go up and down. And just resting and knowing that God truly loves us. I, I love what Titus three three through five says. He says, For we were once for we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of our God of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness but according to his own mercy and a lot of times we get that when it comes to our salvation but then our spiritual growth our sanctification then we root so much in our performance and what we do and how we do it and God comes to us and says I, I, I love you I care for you and that's that, that doesn't change and just learning to live in that and be settled in that is um, is an area that I'm, I'm really growing in. Some other things that I've been trying to work on and God's been teaching me is uh, learning to be truly present with my family Uh, when I'm at home in the evenings, not trying to uh, be sending texts or emails, um, thinking about uh, the sermon and maybe a new, a different illustration I could use at this part of the message, but just to set those things aside and and be present when uh, Owen wants to show me his new Lego creation, not just say, yeah, 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 yeah but to uh, sit down and have him and listen to his story and to be there um, and enjoy those moments. Um, learning uh, boundaries and learning that we can't be there for everybody. Um, that's the great thing about the body of Christ. And again, I know this and I've preached sermons on it, but to truly let it sit in, in my own heart is, is a struggle um, to be able to say, hey, listen, I, I, I'm not able to come to that or I'm not able to meet right now, but there are people who could meet with you there are people who could come to that event and um, and knowing and remembering that that God is called uh, like Ephesians four teaches us uh, that God is called pastors to equip the church. God is 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 gifted leaders in the church to equip the church for the work of the ministry, not to do it all ourselves. And it can be an easy thing to slip into. Um, and uh, it's it's bad news. Not only does it burn out church leaders, but it also doesn't uh, equip church members to do what God has called and gifted them to do. And so, again, that's something that we're learning on and growing in. Um, Learning to be present with my emotions. I'll I'll talk about that more in two weeks. I want to share a little bit about that journey um, a little bit. Uh, Just the fact that the body of Christ is essential. Um, We noticed right off the bat um, the first couple of weeks when we were um, watching a couple of sermons online, um, we just, we, we knew we needed to step away. We knew we needed the break. But we immediately felt that the the loss of that connectivity, uh, even just um, the camaraderie I have with our staff and being able to see them throughout the week and the encouragement we give each other, praying for one another and the spiritual conversations, we, we felt that disconnect. And it just not only reminded me how essential the body is, but it reminded me that, you know, in, in this age that uh, that. I mean, there are churches. I, maybe you've read this. Maybe you've seen this. I mean, there are churches that are going to 100% um, online. Like they've just stopped meeting all together. Everything is going to be online. And and I, I just um, man, watching church on the on Facebook Live or on YouTube is not is not church. It's not. You know, it's, it, it can be a in a pinch. Hearing a good message here and there can can be a booster shot, but it is, is no substitute for the life of the body that we absolutely need. And I just was reminded of that as as we were absent um, during the especially the beginning of um, of our time. And um, I just I know we've already said it, but it just reminded me how thankful I am for you and how thankful. Like we could we could walk away. And we could trust God that, that the church was in great hands. I mean, it's it's we know again in our minds that it's not it's not us, it's not any one person that is the church that keeps the church running and all that. But there are times in our pride and my pride as a pastor, it's like, well, they they need me. I got to be there. And and it, God just reminded me, like, no, I I don't need you. Like, I can I I can take care of the church just fine without you. It's okay. And I remember we had this conversation with a pastor that was there at the retreat in Colorado, and uh, uh, it, was a, a, the, it was a husband and wife that co-pastored the church. The husband wasn't there, but th- we were talking to the wife, and she said, oh, I would love to be able to have a sabbatical like that. We could just use that rest to, to just recuperate. I mean, she said, I'm, I'm jealous that your church did that for you. She said, honestly, even if our church did it for us, I don't know that I could walk away that long. She said, I, I just, I, I don't think I could trust people in the church to keep everything going. And that that like stuck with me. I, I thought, man, I, I am so thankful for the people we have that I, I could walk away. I could trust our pastors and, and our elders. And again, so many of you using your gifts in so many different ways. And it was just, it, we talked about it later. We were just so thankful that we could just, we, we could trust that God was, it was a combination of trusting God and trusting the people that God had, had put in place and just be able to step away for that, that time of rest. There's a lot more that we could say there, but as we go forward, we're, we're trying to implement some new rhythms. Uh, we're still trying to to get a grasp on what this looks like. But, um, you know, as we I mentioned, teamwork, uh, focusing less on ministries and more on ministry, uh, less on programs and more on people. And particularly just continuing to grow and discipling, um, going to... A, Class together, not feeling like any class we're in has got to be one that we've got to lead or teach, that we can grow together. Um, Striking a better balance between family and ministry. Are there any things that you want to add in that? New rhythms? No? All right.
1: Thank you, Dan, for the fire. (laughs) It's just relaxing. (laughs)
0: When He told me he was going to put that up there. I'm like, well, I'm bringing coffee up there, but <laughs> I feel like I could be in my PJs and stuff. But we we decided to we thought better of that. But um, just by way of closing, um, I want to just sort of uh, take it off of us for a second and just just sort of challenge you. And, and we're going to talk about this in the coming weeks. Um, but it was um, it was really hard for us to step back and say um, we can't do this anymore. We need a break. And to be able to be transparent and say we're struggling, we're hurting. Our marriage is not where it needs to be. Our the way that we're relating to um, others is not where it needs to be. The way that the 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 ministry and, and family balance is not where it needs to be. It's it's hard to say that. It's hard to say, I'm I'm screwing up right now or I I can't fix this. I don't have a a magic button that I can hit and work it all out. It's not just a matter of I just need to pray about it and everything will be fine. Like, we need to just take a step back. And um, and I, I just want to encourage you um, be willing to be transparent. Be willing to say, I'm not okay. Um, don't lie to people when you walk in here and, and tell them you're fine when things aren't fine. Um, I realize that you can't share everything with everybody. I mean, um, but if you can't share everything with somebody, then. Um, Maybe, maybe you've got a heart issue. Probably you have a heart issue. And, and uh, God, God calls us in his word to be able to be open and honest and real with one another. Um, and if, if you don't have those, that kind of person in your life or those people, that small group of people in your life, um, pray about that. And intentionally begin seeking that out. Um, be willing to check in with one another. Don't just wait for that person to come to you and say, I'm not okay, but be willing to check in and pay attention to body language, pay attention to what's not being said, and be willing out of love to pursue and press on. Maybe that person's not being open, but if it's someone you love and you care about, we, we wanna we want to help them. We wanna walk alongside one another in these things. So be willing, uh, first of all, to be transparent, but be willing also to, to lean into that. Or when someone says, I'm really struggling, uh, don't just, Roll that off or say, say, I'll pray for you, but go a little deeper. Begin to walk with them in that. I love what Hebrews 10, I'll just leave you with this. Hebrews chapter 10 says, such a great word. Beginning in verse 19, he says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us, through the curtain that is through his flesh and since we have a great priest over the house of God let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed away with pure water so the first part there is us based on what Christ has done drawing close to him but then is like like we said last week it doesn't just stop with that intimacy with Jesus that begins to impact the way we relate to others. So this is what he says then. Let us um, hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Um, We're called to meet together. Not just come sit in a big room and sing and listen to a sermon and then go home. But there's this picture of this gathering, of drawing near and close to one another. You can't do that without talking to one another, without encouraging and communicating. And that's, that's what he finishes with. Encourage each other. Find ways to build each other up. Find ways to walk with each other and to bear each other's burdens. Um, God has called us not to walk in this journey alone, but has called us to walk in it together. For His glory and honor. So, uh, I just want to I just want to close in prayer, and I want to thank you for listening to us. Just share our story a little bit. If you have questions, uh, feel free to ask. Um, call us, text us, um, whatever. Email us. Stop by. Um, if you have other other things you want to talk about or, or ask us about, by all means, do that. But let's uh, let's pray, and then our worship team going to come up. Heavenly Father, um, we thank you for this. This chance to just remember and reflect upon your goodness and your kindness and your faithfulness. Lord, we are, um, we're still growing. We're still in this season of, of learning and we always will be. Um, we thank you, God, that you're patient with us. We thank you, God, that you're faithful to us, even though um, we're still going to blow it. We're still going to get things wrong. Um, I, I pray, Father, that you would help us as the body of Christ to, draw near to each other when we're struggling, when we're battling with um, whatever it may be. I pray that we would rest in you and trust you and depend upon you um, and share with one another our sufferings, our burdens, our cares, our joys. We thank you, God, for this chance to um, come together now and worship you through song. In Jesus' name, Amen. I am thankful that uh, this doesn't happen every day and this doesn't happen in every church. Um, we're super blessed to have humility. Amen. Amen. Amen.